morning. Um, I'm very encouraged, actually, because a lot of your words that you spoke in your prayer were confirmation of what's in here. So I'm like, thank you. <laughs> um, I'm really honoured to be able to share with you guys today. Um, I've been coming to this church, yeah, for like, since it started, about 17 years. So <laughs> I feel like I'm part of the furniture. Um, I really love this church and, like, I consider you all to be, like, my spiritual family and such a security for me and, and like just a really safe place to land. Um, there's so many amazing leaders and mentors that um, I can see around, and but mostly friends. That's been the most powerful part of my journey here. Um, and I just want to take this opportunity, actually, to for my cafe team to stand up. Stand up, guys. All the coffee makers in the house. Give them all a big clap. Thank you so much for all your dedication and hard work and good coffee. <laughs> um, what I want to share with you today is part of my story from 2016 and how God set me free from anxiety to a place of trust and safety in Him. Um, at the beginning of the year, I started a new job as a recreational therapy assistant, which is a lot of words for basically looking after people with disabilities um, and doing fun things with them that they choose to do. So it's a great job, and I really love the people that I work with. I work with a really young team. They're heaps of fun, and um, they're all studying. They're all studying various um, health in various health-related industries, and I got all fired up when I started working with them, and I, I wanted to launch into a degree, and I was working out what degree I wanted to do, and... I'd always, for a long time, had a desire to study in the area of counselling. Um, I've received a lot in my time <laughs> um, to better help me deal with um, coping and living with bipolar. So I've, yeah, had a lot, a lot of that. Um, so I threw myself into research of courses, um, working out how I could squeeze it into my life with my family. Um, and how we could pay for it. <laughs> um, and I was just really determined to make it work. Um, I applied for a Master's of Counselling and I got into the course and I was stoked. But um, as I was getting close to the course starting, my anxiety levels just went through the roof. And I was literally struggling to be able to take a deep breath. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Um, I had it in my mind, though, that... Um, I was just going to push through the anxiety into my discomfort because I've been held back in this area before and I was just dead set serious to set out what I started, <laughs> um, to do what I started. So, yeah, I just had enough of being held back. Um, and I just said to God, the only thing that would stop me would be you. So I put all my trust in him because I'd sh he'd shown me through my journey that, he, that he's always going to come through for me. So um, the reason it was such high stakes is because on three other occasions in my life, I'd had the same extreme reactions occur when I tried to push into something, you know, academically. Um, and each time it was literally resulted in a manic, a manic episode. So the stakes were pretty high. Um, and this time around, it literally felt like a life and death situation again. So... Um, just when the stress levels got so high that I thought that I wouldn't be able to handle them anymore, I got a phone call from the college. 
and it was to say that, sorry, but due to low numbers, the course won't be able to start this year. It'll start next year. <laughs> and they were so apologetic. And I was just like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. She's like, what? <laughs> anyway, so it gave me a chance to say, right, I didn't realize there was that much anxiety in there still. And it gave me a chance to go, I'm really going to get to the bottom of what's triggering me here. Um, so, yeah, that's... Uh, and so I decided to get some prayer ministry, and that's when things got interesting. So God helped me to relive a traumatic experience from the past, from his perspective. So when I, way back, when I was born, I had a collapsed lung. Um, so the scenario was that at the time I was born, all the nurses were on their lunch break, uh, sorry, their dinner break, and my dad had to step in and literally catch me as I popped into the world, <laughs> which I think for those days is quite forward-thinking. Um, so during the prayer ministry, God took me back to that place, um, that time, um, when I was born, gasping for air, distressed. But this time, he showed me a new picture of what happened that day. In place of my father catching me, God, who is my heavenly father, was standing there to catch me with two hands. And they looked like two massive softball mitts, like huge and soft and beautiful. And as I landed safely in God's hands, gasping for air in a life and death situation, he blew his breath of life into me. And that's when my history was rewritten and the anxiety left. That yeah, it's pretty awful. So it was like there was no more life and death situation I could be triggered back to because he had changed the story and the traumatic feelings that went with it. It was pretty amazing. Um, and it turns out it was never really about the study. Um, it was about God letting me know that he is always with me. He's always been with me from the beginning of my life. He'll always be with me and he'll never leave me. He'll catch me and keep me safe. Soon after the ministry, he led me to this scripture that kind of blew me away because it was so specific. Um, Justin, I'm not sure if you've got it up on the screen. Yeah, so it's, I've, it's from Isaiah 41, 8 to 10. I've picked you. I haven't dropped you. Don't panic. I'm with you. There's no need to fear, for I'm your God. I'll give you strength. I'll help you. I'll hold you steady. Keep a firm grip on you. I, your God, have a firm grip on you, and I'm not letting go. It's powerful. Yeah, so um, the kind of healing story that I've told you today is personal to me, but God has these personal stories available for each of us, and my prayer for you all today is that, you know, he'll give you your personal story and set you free. Yeah. Um, I just have one last statement to say for the ending. Um, God woke me up in the middle of the night to tell me this as I was preparing for the message. And I knew it was God because I don't get up for anything. <laughs> you can ask my husband and my family, <laughs> nothing. Um, so, but he put these words in my heart and I just really believe them now. I am no longer Angela Shaw victim suffering with bipolar. In God, I'm a new creation, a daughter of the King. Set free, loved, redeemed, strong in spirit. I am brave, my heart and mind renewed. He has walked with me through every dark place in my heart and mind and brought me healing, hope, and freedom. Thank you.
um, I just want to say thank you. That that was a beautiful and raw message of hope. And can we just thank Ange for sharing that again? That, that was incredible. Thank you. Um, so next up, very excited to introduce Ruthie Britton to come and have a chat. Ruthie's part of the uh, team who work at C3 Roselle. She's studying uh, with the college at the moment, married to Joe, who's running around madly somewhere, still wearing his shorts again. Um, please welcome Ruthie. Thank you. Yes, he's out in kids today. Um, cool. What a great church we have, hey? Who loves this church? I love it. We are so blessed with the most amazing pastors, Pastor Ward and Nick. Um, I'm sure they'll listen to this. We love you guys and hope you're having an awesome holiday. Um, so I just wanted to share a little bit about what um, God's been speaking to me and put on my heart for this coming year. Um, so as I was, you know, gearing up for the end of the year, I just got married 10th of December um, and just before, I was like, okay, I'm going to be on my honeymoon through the new year. I better start thinking about my plans for next year. And, um, and I found myself, we were uh, sitting with Joe and we were talking about, okay, what are we going to do? What's 27 look, 2017 look like for us? And I found myself saying, you know what, Joe, the last three years have been really, really tough. And so I'm just preparing myself that 2017 is going to be a really hard year. <laughs> and Joe just looked at me like, what? What are you saying? How could you say that? Where has, has Ruthie gone with her positivity? Because normally I'm the positive one. He's the, you know, he needs to work on his positivity. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just felt like in my whole being like, oh, this is going to be a tough a tough year, and so who knows when you have a moment like that, God steps in and he starts doing a work, and so I just like, I caught myself after I said it, and I was like, hang on, this is not right, I can't be going into a new year thinking this is going to be hard, because it will be hard if I keep on saying that, and so um, I just, I've titled this little message, Keep Moving Forward, um, and I've got a little image from my favorite movie, just right here. This is, you can't be a kid's leader without watching some kid's movies, so uh, this is actually my favorite movie, it's called Meet the Robinsons, and it's got the most amazing message about keep moving forward, and if you stuff up, you try again, and you keep going. So that's what I've, I've titled this message, so... Um, yeah, what, what God has really taught me in this, in this time of preparing for 2017 is that, you know, we go through this reflection period. You can't help it, right? But get to the end of the year, the start of a new one, and you start thinking through what you've just been through and what you hope the next year will be. And, you know, like, I think we think about the last year, we think about all the tough seasons about when we were really sick, when there was drama at work, drama in the family. Um, we wish that we'd done this. We wish that we'd spent more time with the kids, with our loved ones. Um, and, you know, we, or we wish we'd gone to the gym more. That's me. Um, and we keep on thinking all of these things that we wish we'd done. And so we set our goals 
de- uh, we determine our goals by what we just achieved in the last year, right? And so what God has, has said and what I hope will encourage you this morning is that when we're thinking about what's to come, let's not use what our last week, our last month, our last year, let's not use those experiences to measure what's to come. Because, you know, I know that my God is an amazing God and He has so much more in store for our lives than what we can even imagine. And so I'm going into 2017 excited for what God's going to do. And I'm not going to think about what happened in the previous years, but I'm going to just look for it. And um, oh, I love this, a pastor uh, from Oxford Falls, Pastor Kaylee Crutch, she said recently, we can't keep driving backwards, we'll crash and we'll burn. Um, and I, I love that. Uh, there's a great scripture in Ecclesiastes 7 verse 10. And it says, say not, why were the former days better than these? For it is not from wisdom that you ask this. And then there's another scripture in Philippians 3 verse 1. I think I have 1 to 14, but it's actually only one. Um, Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. You know, as I read my Bible, I see that all, all the scriptures point to having hope and to having further dreams, further goals, and being excited for the future. And um, oh, I was thinking, I, I've moved around a lot in my life. Um, we've just... I was born in Sydney, moved to the Gold Coast, and then my parents sort of changed jobs a lot, and so um, we moved all around the Gold Coast. And um, I was thinking about, you know, how, thinking about how when we look to the past, you know, it's like sort of going to an old house that we used to live in. You know, it used to be our home, we used to do whatever we wanted there, like um, my parents would make the gardens look beautiful out of nothing, and they'd do all of this stuff. But, you know, we, can't, we can go back and visit that house, and we can look at it from the outside, from the street, sit there sort of like a stalker and just, like, have a look at the house that used to be ours. And then, but, you know, it'd be a little bit awkward if we were to go in the house and act like it was still our house, right? You'd get in the shower, you'd get a little bit in a little bit of trouble, you'd hop in the pool, you'd get in a little bit of trouble doing that. And so I feel like, you know, it's like with our lives, we can keep moving forward. If we go back and we try and do what we used to do, and we try and we get into those attitudes and those feelings that we used to have last year, 2016, we have those, those feelings of doubt, those depression feelings, those, um, just those things that pull us down in 2016. If we go back into that place, you know, there's consequences and it's not going to be great. But 2017 is a new year. We can move forward. We can look forward. We can keep moving forward. Um, Uh, so uh, I've got another script. I didn't give it to the to the guys at the back. It just sort of came to me in worship. It's um, from Joel chapter 2, verse 28. And it says, And it shall come to pass afterward 
that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. You know, this scripture is for us today. God has given us the opportunity to dream dreams, to have visions. And so instead of feeling like this is going to be another tough year, you might be like me, and you're like gearing up, you're getting your armor on ready for another tough year. Let's see these visions. Let's see these dreams um, and find comfort in the fact that God is always there to guide us. He's always going to be there to help us through those tough seasons. And the most important thing to do, you know, in those really tough days when you're feeling a little bit hopeless, you're feeling a little bit discouraged, the most important thing, as the guys were saying last week as well, is just to rest in God. You know, I love in the mornings to just turn on some worship music as I'm getting ready and just to, to fill my house with God and, and to, that just helps me get through. Uh, I've just got one final scripture just to encourage you as we go, go ahead into this year. It's from Isaiah 40, verse 27 to 31. I just love this. This scripture, it's so encouraging. It says, Why would you ever complain, O Jacob, or whine Israel, saying, God has lost track of me. He doesn't care what happens to me. Don't you know anything? Haven't you been listening? God doesn't come and go. God lasts. He's creator of all you can see or imagine. He doesn't get tired out, doesn't pause to catch his breath, and he knows everything inside and out. He energizes those who get tired gives fresh strength to drop out. For even young people tire and drop out. Young folk in their prime stumble and fall. But those who wait upon God get fresh strength. They spread their wings and soar like eagles. They run and don't get tired. They walk and don't lag behind. So maybe you're feeling a bit like what it says in that scripture. Just rest in God. Keep moving forward, look ahead, dream, get new vision, and get excited for 2017 because it's going to be awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Ruthie. Um, another plug, Meet the Robinsons is a fantastic kids movie. Do encourage you to get out and see it. Um, look, the, the final speaker I want to invite up today um, is Sally Ann Williams been with the church with her husband Michael for 18 months, two years. And although she keeps it pretty low-key, Sally Ann is one of Asia-Pacific's foremost gender, education and technology advocates. Um, she is an incredible uh, professional and friend, and so I'd like to welcome her up to speak. Thanks, Josh. I'll get you back for that later. Um, that's actually a confession. That's something I've got to get better at this year. I'm, I'm pretty confident in speaking on stage and being in front of people. It's a lot of what I have to do for work, um, but I'm not comfortable when the spotlight turns to me. But um, thank you for, for that. It's, it actually it makes me feel really uncomfortable, but I'm going to get over that. And, and funnily enough, um, that's a little bit about what we've all talked about today. So, all right. Oh, that's good. 
Um, so what I really want to talk about uh, today, I think, sums up a little bit of the, the two messages that we've heard and the sharing this morning. I think when we come to Christ at times, we, you know, we, we get saved, we have this wonderful moment where Jesus becomes our Lord and Saviour, and we get very, very excited, and the world is our oyster, and we really take hold of that, you know, John 10, 10, um, Jesus Christ says, I have come to save the world, um, and you would have abundant life in me, and sometimes, though, life doesn't feel so abundant. I think we can all um, testify to that, that we've come to Christ, we've had this salvation experience, we've given our hearts and our lives to the Lord, but the next day can be a real struggle, and stuff happens in life, and it's really challenging, and we sometimes don't know how to deal with it, and don't know what it is that we can do to get through, and I don't know about you, but for me, at times in my life, and there has been many of them, and there will be more, I've really struggled with that, and I've gone, why, God, why? Where are you in this moment? And the reality is, what I want to talk about today is some of the stuff that happens to us is actually just due to the life that we've had and the history that we bring into that new relationship with Christ. So the scripture that I want to really focus on today comes from uh, Romans. So if we can pop that up, I think. And if we can leave this up while I preach, Justine, that would be, would be awesome. So really what I want to talk about today is, um, can I get the second verse up there? Thank you. This is the one I want to preach on. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and perfect, pleasing will. And the thing I really want to focus is, is be transformed by the renewing of your mind and not being conformed to the pattern of this world. The brain is a wonderful, awesome, awesome thing. At any given moment, right now, or each and every one of us, there is 11 million bits of information around you in this room that your brain is trying to cope with. There's lights, there's music, there's sound, there's fans, there's colours, there is people, 11 million bits of information. And the brain, as amazing and wonderful as it is, it can only process 40 bits of information and make that tangible. That means that in life, as we're going through life, because we can't cope with all of that data coming towards us, we are actually only processing, we are processing 99.999996% of information unconsciously, without thought, without making a deliberate decision. Now, that sounds scary. That means most of what we're doing in our brain is unconscious at the time, but it's designed for a purpose. God didn't make a mistake with us and with our brains. He actually designed it so that the patterns that we build in our life could help us. So think about this when you're a kid and the first time you might touch a hot stove, ow, and it burns. You pretty much don't do that again. You create an automatic pattern in your mind that actually sort of goes stoves hot, bad, ouch. Um, if you think about it growing up in a place where there might be wild Africa, you know, wild animals on the plains of Africa, it could be literally life-saving. Lion, big scary thing, four legs, sharp claws, teeth, don't approach and try and play with it. You know, these patterns are for our safety, they are to help us in life. But the problem with our unconscious mind and the problem with this is that actually we build up patterns in our mind that affect our relationship and they affect it in a really negative way and they affect it three ways I just want to quickly touch on today with my own life and how I've had to overcome this is they can affect how we see God and our relationship with God 
They can affect how we see others and our relationships with others, and they affect how we see ourselves. And that's really, really hard to overcome. And these are just patterns, right? This is the way the body and the brain is designed to work. You go through something enough times, and a pattern builds up in your mind. But what God wants us to do is have freedom in those. So I want to give you an example. When I came to Christ, I got it. I got Jesus as my Savior. I got God as my Savior. I really struggled with Father, Father God, the Father heart of God. And it's not because my dad was a a horrendous man. He's not. He's a great man. But my dad grew up in a fairly country environment, rural environment. Emotions were never discussed. We never said, good job, son. Good job, daughter. I'm proud of you. I love you. We didn't hug it out. We worked hard. We showed our affection by how hard we worked. And so as a child growing up, I did not have this picture of a loving dad who would gush over me and say, oh, my beautiful daughter and princess, you're amazing and I love you and adore you. I'm so proud of you. I actually never heard those words from my father until a couple of years ago and I only actually heard I'm proud of you and I love you. All the rest of it I never got. And so when I came to Christ and people would talk about Father God, our Father who art in heaven, I would be like, well, that's some dude that, you know, is great and he provides what I need and he's good but he's pretty distant and so one of the things that I had to do was break this pattern recognition because if I don't break that in my mind and the pattern that I've built up from my experience I'm missing that depth and that fullness of that relationship with father God the father heart of Christ that that person of God who loves you and wants to nurture you as a child and say, you can run to me anytime with anything and my arms are wide open and I will allow you into the very throne room to disturb the angels crying, holy, holy, holy. And the only way that you can have that revelation, you know, if you have an image of, and it could be Father, it could be God, there could be any, you know, there could be a lot of patterns in your brain, but the only way to break that is to recognize first and foremost that you have this and you have this behavioral pattern in your life that is causing you to lack something of the fullness of what God wants for you and to bring it to Christ and to say, I don't want this anymore. Help me set a new pattern of love and a new pattern of openness in your life, in my life with you. The second thing that I found that this um, this renewing of my mind and not being conformed to the patterns of the world and the patterns of, of, of my life that I find I still struggle with today and it comes up and again and again and again is the patterns that I've built in my mind about other people. So you all know it, those people that you meet and you're like, oh, there's just something about them. They grind you the wrong way. They push your buttons and they cause you to behave in ways that you go, this is not who I want to be. It's not who I'm created to be. It's not who God calls me to be, but I can't help it. They drive me nuts. And, you know, sometimes those reactions are because you've met somebody in your past that has wounded you terribly. And you meet somebody new and they might only have two characteristics that are similar to that person. They might just look like them or they might be from their same place or they might have, you know, there'd just be one thing that's like them. And you just have all of these patterns of who that person is and you project them onto it and you respond the same way out of that history that you have of behavior in and of yourself, you respond in that same way to them and you're not giving them the honor or the grace that God gives them and that Jesus gives them. And that's a hard one. Man, can I just tell you, I seem to be learning this lesson year on year. I'm four years in and every time God removes somebody in my workplace that has a a certain characteristic that I struggle with, he replaces them with somebody else with that same damn thing. 
And I'm like, God, why are you doing this? And the real thing is, is the problem isn't really just in them, right? They, may, they have their issues. We all do. There's no, there's no you know, shame in that. We all have challenges and issues and things we have to work out in our life. But in me, man, I still haven't dealt with those demons. And I haven't dealt with those mindsets and those behaviors that are so ingrained in me. And so, you know, I have to come every, almost every week with one person in my mind on the way to work and say, Lord, I'm going to be peaceable today. Lord, I'm going to be patient with them today. Lord, I'm going to be strong. Lord, I'm going to show them the grace that you would show them and not the grace that I would because, wow, they're far apart. Um, But, you know, this renewing of my mind, and it is getting better slowly, but it's a journey. It doesn't happen overnight. I wish the transformation happened at salvation because it would be so much easier. And then the third one I just really want to quickly touch on before I wrap up is the way that you see yourself. When we come to Christ, I think one of the greatest struggles that we all have, and it's certainly one that I'm still struggling with, is how we see ourselves. To really see ourselves as Christ sees us. He sees us as perfect and blameless. He sees us as whole. He sees us as restored. He sees us as redeemed. He sees sees us as the finished product. And I don't see myself, I don't know about you, but I don't see myself that way. I still see myself as this little chick that grew up on the Gold Coast in a pretty rural environment with no one around me doing what I do and all the insecurities, all of the doubts, all of the challenges rise up within me almost on a daily basis of how am I going to walk out the fullness of you've called me to because you've called us all to greater things and that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, right? But boy, is that hard to live out at times. And the way that I kind of deal with this, again, it is about the renewing of my mind, of bringing every thought captive to the Lord Jesus. It's about bringing them to him and saying, this is not what you say about me. This is not what your word says about me. This is something that I have had from, you know, 30 years of growing up. This is a pattern in my life and I don't want it anymore. I want it to be dead and buried in Christ and I want you to help me find a new pattern to change that mindset and to change that behavior. But boy, is that hard. It's a day-by-day thing. And I think one of the greatest things in this that, that I've learned and I keep on learning, like these are not things that I've been learning for one year. These are things I have been learning ever since I gave my life to Christ. And I think I will be learn, learning them every single day until I go to be with Christ is that we are responsible to bring these things to Christ. And the way that we find freedom is to recognize them, to repent of those things and say, God, this isn't what you have for me. You have so much more for me. And I don't want to walk trapped in this mindset, trapped in this behavioral pattern, trapped in this unconscious behavior that I have just because I've walked on this earth. I want to walk in the fullness that you have for me and have the humility to do that day by day because it's humbling, right? We are perfect creation in Christ Jesus, but boy, are we being perfected until we go to be with him. And that's what I just want to share an encouragement with you today, that it doesn't matter where you are right now in your walk with Christ, every single one of us is going to have mindsets that we have to deal with. We're all going to have these unconscious things that are causing us pain and struggle and anxiety and stress and all sorts of difficult stuff. And this year, let it be the year that we say, God, would you reveal those to us graciously, kindly, that we may put them to death on your cross and be who you've called us to really be in Christ Jesus. Amen.